0: week. What is it you'd say you do here? And is it important? And if it isn't, why are you working on it? And later, the news. The cleanest produce you can buy, an actual mosquito factory, three billion dollars of equitable rooftop solar, autonomous GPT, and more. But first, I'm Quinn Emmett, and this is important, not important. Science for people who give a shit. The newsletter features the most important science news, how to think about it, and what the hell you can do about it. Hit subscribe right now, like right now, to get the newsletter and my conversations with the world's smartest people most weeks. You can find the email version that you can read with your eyeballs and links to everything at importantnotimportant.com or right in your show notes. It's April 21st, 2023 here's your weekly action steps, or what the hell we can all do. Climate change and mental health are inextricably linked. We've talked about it before. You can get some help with the Climate Mental Health Network. Number two, do you live in or own a multifamily building? Check out how block power can help electrify it. Number three, if you're like, I wonder if my town or state has e-bike rebates. Those sound great. Well, we found a Google sheet with every known rebate in the country, and it's right in your show notes. And last, you can start a student alliance for tech ethics at your university with the TechShift Alliance. And now, today's big question. What are you working on? Imagine it's 1986, and you're in New Jersey. And look, I'm going to stop you there and answer the obvious question before you ask it. This piece is not an ode to Bruce Springsteen's criminally underappreciated banger, Tunnel of Love. Anyways, also in 1986, in New Jersey, the famously multidisciplinary Bell Labs was almost 60 years old and still killing it. The world's super nerds, all intentionally working in close proximity, had already invented much of the underlying technology we rely on today. From transistors to Unix and the C programming language to DSL modems. Fiber-optic cables, fucking lasers, and the backbone of our future, the solar cell. But I'm not here today to tell you about any of those specific inventions, nor the storied offices and labs where they were birthed. I'm here today to talk about the cafeteria. I'm going to tell you a little story. Mathematician Richard Hamming, father of a bunch of math concepts I couldn't begin to understand, usually ate lunch at the physics table. But one day, Richard realized that however exciting the physics table may have been, I already knew a fair amount of mathematics. In fact, I wasn't learning much. Okay, so the next Tuesday, I don't actually know what day it was, Tuesday seems like a choice. Anyways, Hamming wandered over to the chemistry table, carrying a tray probably packed with pudding and sloppy joes, and asked, do you mind if I join you? The chemistry jocks looked up into the face of a man who has a whole bunch of math concepts literally named after him, and quickly approved his request, not having any idea his true intentions. A few bites of what's probably proto-hamburger helper later, Hamming broke the ice with a simple question for his new chemistry friends—what are the important problems of your field? America's chemistry luminaries filled him in, and then everyone cleared their trays and went about their work day. About a week later, Hamming sat down again at the chemistry table and asked his new friends, super cool, like, what important problems are you working on? To which I imagine there were plentiful, reasonable answers, this is Bell Labs. But apparently Hamming wasn't satisfied with their answers, because by his own account, he joined the chemistry table again just a few days later, the same table that had welcomed him so warmly not so long ago, and revealed his true intentions. He said, if what you're doing is not important, and if you don't think it's going to lead to something important, why are you at Bell Labs working on it? Wow, thanks, Dick. Reader, offices might be a thing of the past, but let me tell you this. That's really not the best way to make friends in any cafeteria. However, I think Hamming was on to something. His direct approach might be the attitude we need to build a drastically cleaner, healthier world for everyone, stat. And there's great news for morons like me. You don't need to be a chemist or a genius mathematician who picks fights with chemists to do important work. In fact, it's really, really, really important to understand that from medicine to clean energy and from public health to farming to food and water, we have already invented most of what we need to level up for everyone. Because most of what we need is truly basic shit. And I mean that in the most supportive, constructive way possible. Basic in that we already understand it. We already know how to build it. We're already doing it. Or we've done it before, even if the work itself isn't relatively simple or easily accomplished through logistics or politics. Most of the more advanced shit we have to do, Need to figure out is because we're not doing the basic shit anymore and haven't in a long time. Examples include promoting, teaching, and celebrating blue collar work, keeping track of and repairing, much less upgrading, our physical infrastructure, or reinventing our policies with old school carrots and sticks so we can build the fundamental infrastructure of tomorrow, of things and people. In my most deluded moments, I used to imagine that all of the Make America Great Again red hats were in fact yellow hard hats. And when they said America, they were referring to American infrastructure, like when we once built transmission lines at the rate we need to build over the next ten years. We actually did that. Your interests, skills, and work—truly whatever you do—those things, they have a place already right now you might not necessarily feel like your work is directly on the front lines of the future. But in nearly every industry, there's a supply chain of more niche industries, NGOs and companies, small-town chefs and Midwest entrepreneurs, high school shop teachers, university social workers, elementary school nurses, and brand-new solo operators, all of whom can contribute to an outsized impact throughout the supply chain. Like that Ashton Kutcher movie about the butterfly or whatever. The point is, there's never been a better time to work on the world's hardest problems, even if you don't know you're already doing it. Whether you're a CEO or a nurse, a policymaker, uh, an epidemiologist, someone who makes those graphs online with the plugins, or a wind turbine technician, everyone comes to us asking, What can I do? And I've said it a trillion times, the most direct answer is always, what can you do? Not just, what are you capable of? But more specifically, Hamming, What is it you'd say you do here? Because here's the thing, we don't have a lot of time to fuck around. Frank Jewett, the founding director of Bell Labs, said his aim was for the place to be an instrument capable of avoiding many of the mistakes of a blind cut-and-try experimentation. It is likewise an instrument which can bring to bear an aggregate of creative force on any particular problem which is infinitely greater than any force which can be conceived of as residing in the intellectual capacity of an individual. Hey everyone, it's Quinn, your host and the founder of Important Not Important. I'd like to take a quick minute to tell you about the INI or any whatever we're calling it these days, membership and community. It's a gathering place, really, for our most dedicated shit-givers, a place to connect and learn from one another and to have access to me outside of the newsletter and this podcast. We started it last year, and it's grown to hundreds of shit-givers from all kinds, from around the globe. I'm talking about teachers and investors, students, electricians, journalists, artists, scientists, and policymakers, and and more. Members get exclusive access to our daily news homepage, which is very cool, and to much more top-of-mind weekly articles, research and tools that you can use and to stay ahead of the game, member-sourced action steps, twice-monthly book and culture recommendations that have nothing to do with the end of the world, virtual events, and of course, the membership Slack channel. Look, so many people come to us asking, what can I do? And we think we do a pretty good job of answering that question and providing context for the answer. But the best answers and the best perspective really come from the community, a wide-ranging community, and we would love for you to be a part of it, to feel supported yourself, and to contribute to discussions and actions alike. And of course, by becoming a member, you're directly supporting our work here and ensuring that we get to keep doing it. So if you'd like to learn more, head to importantnotimportant.com. And if you're already a reader, you can just hit the upgrade button at the top. If you're not, go ahead and subscribe for free and you'll see the option to become a member at whatever level works best for you. And as always, you can always find the link to become a member right in your show notes. So thanks for listening. And as always, thanks for giving a shit. Back to the show. time to work together, to work on our biggest problems, many of which result from not doing the basic shit that we know how to do and that we know works, the stuff that lifts everyone up. We have to do this work every single day to recover those things, to build them new. Look, we're happy to provide you with a growing list of the most effective organizations, companies, policies, legislation, educational resources, campaigns, and again, like before, e-bikes, right? Places you can donate to, or support, or buy, or invest in, or march in the streets for. And that's all great, and there's more coming. But when you're done with those, in between those, it is time to use your time to work. It's time to ask questions of ourselves in our time, like, what the hell do I do all day? And what does my organization make? And okay, why? And is that important? Because from transmission to childcare, to nursing, to fusion, to air cleaning in schools and offices, to solar permitting, to immigration, to writing climate fiction, to illustrating climate fiction, to wastewater monitoring, reinforcing aqueducts, to literally writing ad copy, this is it. This is the moment. Yeah. For sure, transistors and such have been transformative for everything from personal computing to genome science, making everything more convenient everywhere. But as I argue to nearly everyone, and as Tyler Cohen recently wrote about, we are only now, after all that, and because of all that, entering an area that he calls truly radical technological change. The climate era and the AI era, converging all at once, means we're barreling into a time none of us can predict and none of us are prepared for. So to me, the very, very least we can do is important work—work that rebuilds, reinforces, and drastically expands the underlying safety net so many of us have been so lucky to rely upon. And I promise you, you can not only do this work, you can lead. And as founder and technologist Kevin Kelly said, when you lead, your real job is to create more leaders, not more followers. I love more than almost anything talking to the young people on the show who are working on truly cool, groundbreaking shit. But what really gets me going is all the folks doing the less sexy work that, you know, venture capitalists won't touch. Folks who've made it their work to be on school boards, to defend books, to teach kids to expand reading and internet access, to run for state office and get that Medicaid money, to productize uh, community health clinics, to uncover the money behind disinformation, to simplify solar permitting, to care for the elderly, to report on redline city blocks, tree coverage, to monitor wastewater, to expedite universal flu vaccines or flu and COVID combo vaccines to feed the people now, to rewrite the farm bill, to electrify school buses and post office trucks, to actually create and staff offices of environmental justice, to train more nurses and electricians, to write solarpunk fiction, to whip for child tax credits, to make a better burger. The world is changing at a rapid clip, and it's going to start going faster, friends. It's going to continue to go that way. Kevin Kelly also said, again, today the vast majority of us are doing jobs that no farmer from the 1800s could have imagined. But at the same time, the work required to make sure the most basic needs are fulfilled for everyone isn't all that different because our needs haven't changed. We've made everything more complicated. The questions, is the work I'm doing ethical? Is the work I'm doing helpful? I can tell you whether it's important. Those questions aren't new. So, we've got some choices to make, fast, about what we work on, what I work on, what you work on, and how we spend our time. We might each have this precious, limited time here on earth, but the more important work to be done is everywhere, around us, every day, all the time, up and down the chain. So, ask yourself this, If what you're doing is not important, and if you don't think it's going to lead to something important, why are you here on Earth working on it? And now, the news. In climate change news, there's a very specific reason why SUVs got so big and so popular. Germany shut down the remaining operational nuclear plants for really no reason, but also banned new gas and oil heating, so I don't know. Elon's Twitter could break disaster response, which is not helpful. And the Energy Department committed $3 billion to rooftop solar access for folks with lower credit scores. Awesome. In COVID news, the National Institute of Health spent $1 billion on long COVID research the past couple of years. Where did it go? And Ed Yong is back and asking why we're so keen on erasing long COVID. In food and water news, uh, we've got the list of EWG's Dirty Dozen in produce. You should check it out. And radical seed breeding could bring about more climate-friendly crops and hopefully more profits to more landowners. The Colorado River crisis didn't have to be this way, but big meat made it this way. There are absolutely massive batteries sloshing around beneath our feet. In health and bio news, the countries with the highest rates of malaria deaths have approved Oxford's new vaccine. Number two, Brazil built a massive mosquito factory. But it's not what you think. And our friends at Biobot Analytics have expended their wastewater monitoring into norovirus outbreaks, which is not something you really ever want to hear about, so you should probably pay attention. And are we close to that combo flu and COVID vaccine? I hope so. In computer news, open AI's hunger for data might come back to bite them through a variety of actual privacy laws. And state tech laws and privacy laws are starting to look like state marijuana laws, which means there's 50 different versions of them. Number three, good story on how Mexico became the biggest user of Pegasus spyware. Number four, hype continues to grow over autonomous GPT. More about that in the newsletter. That's it for this week. Hit subscribe to get next week's issue straight to your feed, wherever you're listening or watching. To go deeper, visit importantnotimportant.com. Thanks for being a part of our community, and thanks for giving a shit.